This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. Welcome to our second hour for this day, sponsored this time by Baylor Scott and White. Thanks for that first hour to Callaway's Nurseries. We appreciate both of our big-time sponsors for making this happen. As you're out and about, if you cross paths with anybody, especially Callaway's, odds of your crossing paths with the people who make the decisions at uh, Baylor Scott and White are not very great, but certainly Callaway's tell the managers, assistant managers. Let me uh, do our SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week, and I tell you that dog is Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, R-H-O-D-E-S. Rhodes is a stunning German Shepherd mix weighing in at 68 pounds. His coat is full of lots of dark black fur with tan highlights around his legs and face. Rhodes is just more than a year and a half old. Quite playful and affectionate, he came to the SPCA as a stray from Ellis County, just kind of showed up. Since that time, he has taken to people quite well. He has proven to be quite agreeable with being properly handled, even more agreeable to being petted. He likes to have friends. Rhodes does well with pretty much all people, but he can be particular about what dogs he'll hang out with. And any other pets living in the home should come in to meet Rhodes before adoption. That's uh, something they always uh, encourage. Rhodes would do extremely well with a backyard with a secure fence at least six feet in height. He's a big boy, and that way he can run and play. Any potential adopters uh, for Rhodes should have an active lifestyle and plenty of time to be active with him. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Rhodes has been neutered microchipped he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines and he will be waiting for his new forever family at the spca of texas jan reese jones animal care center located at 2400 lone star drive at i-30 west of hampton road the center is open for adoptions every day from noon until six animals are available by walk-in on a first-come first-served basis appointments are also available for select animals and uh, this is Rhodes. He's a, a lovely, uh, as dark as I've ever seen, of a German Shepherd mix. Has a lot of black fur mixed in with his uh, normal coloration. And he is waiting for you to come adopt him. Again, at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 West of Hampton Road. To browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet, one word, spca.org slash Find a pet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. So let's get Rhodes adopted, R-H-O-D-E-S. Let's get him adopted and get him a nice home, a nice home with a big backyard he can run in. That's sponsored by Sunburst Shutters. You might be thinking about replacing your old window treatments with beautiful plantation-style shutters, and if you are, boy, do I have the best company around to recommend to you, the people who put shutters in our home. We have the 3.5-inch louver size, they have a smaller 2.5-inch louver, and they have a bigger 4.5-inch louver. The bigger the louver, the fewer lines you have when you open them, so the clearer vision you have of your backyard, your pool, or whatever you look out over. Maybe you're looking out at a beautiful meadow or whatever it is. It just makes my heart race to think about all the beautiful vistas that people have and and, uh, sunburst shutters opening up so you can see them. These are made of polywood. It's a man-made material proprietary to sunburst shutters. uh, There's no wood in polywood, P-O-L-Y, polywood, so it doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. They're white or off-white, and they're color fast all the way through. Another thing that's very special about sunburst shutters is that they are custom fit to each opening they'll come out and and bring samples and uh, then do a a quick measure of the windows and tell you what it would cost to have sunburst shutters made 
And you'll say, that's not as much as I expected. That's a bargain. I think I'll buy those. And they'll then do very, very precise measurements of each window. And so when they come back a few weeks later with the the shutters made, they will be assembled right in a specific window. Each bundle made for a window will go in that window. And that's why they're so energy efficient, the most energy efficient uh, shutters in America, and also because of the polywood material from which they're made. And that's also why they are so incredibly light tight. Oh, I like this product. The people are fabulous. You'll be happy to have them in your home. If you prefer to go to their showroom, it's in their industrial park uh, warehouse where they make sunburst shutters. They'll be happy to have you come there, but it's easier just to have them come to your home, bring samples, and and work with you right there. 214-343-2601, sunburstshutters.com. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stubby. I want to... Um give you the phone number and uh, let's see if we can fill up the phone line so I have one open currently and there will be another one coming before long we'll finish up with Robert in Grapevine I did kind of a scatter shoot of uh, answering his questions um, but we'll get that done so we'll have a couple of lines 800-288-WBAP 800-288-9227 let's go back to Robert Robert, I don't know exactly what more I need to help you with, but I know there are, uh, is something, so I'll let you take it from here. What more can I do to help? Yes, sir. Well, I, I was uh, wondering about how when I replaced this this maple I lost, say, with an oak and probably a lot of variables here, but how far should I be from the old stump when I plant a new tree? And what's your rule of thumb uh, in distances in planting trees in relation to driveways and sidewalks and yeah, that's foundations. A, a and fabulous question. How is this a large front yard? Is it a, a how how large yeah. is it? Or let me ask a different way: How old is the neighborhood? Yeah, uh, they started building houses over there, and I think about uh, 1990. All right, so it's kind of a mid-sized yard, probably. Yeah. Well, it's 30-foot square, so when I had my maple in the middle, I had 15 feet on each side, you know, going to driveways, sidewalks, and to the house. Right. How tall would you like your tree to grow, tall and wide? Oh, uh, yeah, well, uh, I wouldn't mind a you know, 30-, 40-foot tree with maybe, uh, you know, if I could get the maple was pretty much 15 feet limb spread on each side and pretty much covered the whole uh, okay. area. So, well, I think you're tree, looking but... for a mid-sized tree and not necessarily. You do do not want a live oak, for example, because a live oak no. would have roots. It would be a problem, and it would be out in the street. It would be everywhere. Right. So that one's yeah. out. Uh, if you were to plant an oak, uh, there are two that come to mind as being good candidates. But they would mm-hmm. need to be at least ten feet from any of the pavement. Uh, that would that okay. would you could you could keep that away from mm-hmm. the exact center and still away from pavement. And that could be Schumard red oak or chinkapin oak. Those would be the two that I mm-hmm. would consider. I would not want bur oak over a driveway. Um, you could use cedar elm. Um, I might not use that because they do get lace bugs, and you might have some some honeydew uh, drippage there. Mm-hmm. Um, Pecan is too large. Um, Chinese pistachio could be very pretty. So that would be a a third. So I have three that are on the table for my consideration to hand to you. Um, If you want to step down in size to the next size down, um, the the highest quality tree that's a a good mid-sized tree would be uh, one of the either, uh, either little gem or uh, D.D. Blanchard Magnolia. Uh, Those are both lovely trees. Mm. Uh, As you're out now looking at southern magnolia trees right about now with some breeze blowing, if you see one that has uh, bronze backs on its leaves 
as it blows in the wind. That's Dee Dee Blanchard, and those are just beautiful. Mm. Um, and so, and and they get they get larger than the uh, little gem magnolia. Little gem mm-hmm. has smaller leaves, uh, but either mm-hmm. of those could do well. They're slower growing. Uh, and, and yes, you can prune the bottom branches off to limb them up to make them into true tree form. And you can find them in all mm-hmm. sizes uh, for starters. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start with a small tree. So those are probably sure. five good candidates that I would consider the best. Okay. Well, all right. Good. Thank you so much. You are welcome so much. Thanks for waiting on me twice. It was worth it. Keep Thank you, bet. sir. All right. Neil Space Lone Star Gardening. You see photos of all five of those trees to help you make a decision if you're so interested. And you can find a lot of other things. 840 total photos in the book. I took all but one of them. And uh, Carolyn Sky, my editor, took that one. Uh, she had been to a place I'll never get to uh, or won't be back, likely back to anytime soon. So uh, anyway, that's uh, uh, that's the so the uh, the photo side of it. Uh, it has uh, 344 pages. Carolyn helped me edit all of the, she's a great editor, and I did all of the charts and the text and everything else. Cindy Smith, a great graphic designer, laid the book out for us, for me. The three of us did this book. I self-published it so I could finally say I have the book I always wanted. This is the best work that I have done in my career by my own measure, and I'd love to get a copy in your hands. I sign each copy as it sells, and it is currently on sale. It should be thirty-eight ninety-five, and will be once the sixth printing comes out. Uh, it is ready to come out. I don't have any of them to sell yet. Uh, they're, 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 the difference between the fifth and sixth printing uh, is, is solely two paragraphs that refer to the winter of 2021. And uh, you don't want to pay the $6 just to get that. Uh, so while I have the fifth printing copies available, they are thirty-two ninety-five. That's a wonderful savings for you. I'll sign your copy, and we'll get it in the mail Wednesday. Uh, it's thirty-two ninety-five for a book with 11 chapters that cover all aspects of outdoor lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for every county in the state of Texas. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll give you every penny you spend back. I've had uh, 75,000 copies sold to date, and I've not had one request for refund. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. The two ways you can buy it, you can call my office Tuesday through Friday next week and order it that way, and that number is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way by far is to order it right now. And that way I can get it signed this evening. Order it right now from neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, just $32.95 while I have supplies left. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscape supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed. And everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. He is our pastor, and we are we love our church, and uh, we'd love to invite you to to join us. 
That's uh, the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, 315 North Church Street. There are services all morning long, all morning long. It's uh, a historic church. They didn't seat uh, 3,000 people at a time back in the day that that church was built. And uh, so Tommy gets to do four sermons, four services, and a contemporary has uh, has three, I believe. Um, all the details are at sharingtheheart.org. It live streams at 10.05 as well. So let me tell you about Ace Hardware right now. You know that Ace is the place with the helpful, knowledgeable, eager-to-please hardware folks. And it's not just hardware folks. It's painting folks. It's uh, houseware folks. It's gardening folks. It's all kinds of folks that work under the uh, umbrella of the Ace Hardware store. And they are nice people. They're local people that you already know. And that makes it really easy to go in there. You'll be greeted when you walk in the door, and they will ask how they can help you, and they really mean it. It's not one of those snarls that you get in some stores. Hey, how can we help you? You know, that's not the way it is at Ace. They want to find the right person to help you, the best expert they have on staff, and then you will be helped to get the right product, the right uh, whatever it is you need. And so that you will succeed with your gardening, well, with your gardening or any other endeavor. So that's why they are the helpful hardware folks. They're great. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Miracle Grow Garden Soil for eight ninety nine. Save two dollars with your Ace Rewards card and pay only six ninety nine. A limit of sixty. Grow a bountiful harvest with Miracle Grow Garden Soil vegetables and herbs. It's enriched with a blend of essential nutrients and formulated with continuous release plant food. It feeds plants for up to three months. If you're ready to grow big, beautiful flowers, in uh, you can trust Miracle Grow Garden Soil flowers. Enriched with continuous release plant food, this soil will feed for up to three months. Meanwhile, moisture control technology protects plants against over and under watering. Grow plants twice as big with Miracle Grow versus unfed plants. It's for in ground use only and it's available at that discounted price at Ace Hardware. Again, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. All right, thank you, Stubby, and we go to Brian in Mansfield. Brian, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I have a arch trellis, I guess you could say, arbor, at the entrance into my backyard, and it's on my backyard faces east, mm-hmm. and the, it's a uh, trellis about 18 by 7 feet tall, 18 inches wide by 7 feet tall, and I had a passion vine there, and it did quite well for first couple years, and it just slowly died back somewhat. I, I have a paved stone landing right next to it and i'm believing maybe some of the water kind of saturated it maybe root rot but it, it anyways it was really beautiful and it was a hose plant for the butterflies yes and so i mean i picked off some of the little pods and gave them to the neighborhood kids and they put them in their house and watched the butterflies so it was great but uh so i pulled it up and from a garden club out here, I talked to one of the ladies, and she recommended that she had a trumpet vine, but it was a golden flame. Mm-hmm. She said that it was not as invasive. I know you don't like the word invasive on for certain plants, but you were talking about it earlier to a lady who had a problem with her koi pond. And my question is, is a golden flame variety trumpet vine is it going to be invasive, or is there no such thing for a trumpet vine to be invasive? I don't believe it's as invasive as the wild <laughs> native trumpet vine, trumpet creeper. I, I don't think it's going to uh, just come up uh, rampantly across your yard. Uh, you'll know pretty quickly, and, and you'll know in time to get rid of it before it becomes a major problem. If it starts sprouting up here and there and everywhere like geysers, then you know right. you have a problem. But I, the time, I have not grown it, but the times I've seen it in landscapes, which are many, 
I don't recall seeing it uh, sprouting up all over the place. And I, yeah. I don't think I've ever had a call from anybody saying my golden flame is, is sending up root sprouts everywhere. Okay, well, it, I, I just wanted to make sure before it gets rooted, you know, there's still young uh, rooted cuttings. And uh, it's, like I said, they're, they're, the trellis is seven feet tall. But That's not I, a big trellis for it. It's a big, heavy vine. Uh, I'll right. warn you that. Well, and I'd, I'd read a little bit to keep it from, you know, getting overgrown is cut it back to within about two feet each year. That's going to come at the expense of the flowers, though. You're going to okay. have awfully vigorous regrowth that will come at the expense of the flowers. Yeah. So that, you think, is going to be too big of a vine? Well, I don't know. What's your trellis? What's what's it made of? Uh, it's iron. That helps. Is it, yep. is it a sturdy iron or is it? flimsy like mine <laughs> oh it's it's he, fairly he, sturdy it's uh it was a made in mexico type i don't know the oh material. that's flimsy I mean, like mine <laughs> well it's still pretty solid it's not okay. bad but well you know all you can do is give it a try and the vine will support itself to some degree it, it develops a woody trunk and and that trunk will hold some weight up so you're you're probably going to be all right but i would trim other... it i would trim it is there any other vine you recommend that could be a host plant for the butterfly? Well, I like your I like your passion vine, and I wonder if maybe instead of uh, it being too wet, I wonder if the winter might have gotten it. The last two winters of it's yeah, at, it's yeah, at its that, northern boundary. Yeah, yeah, that maybe that could have been it too. So I don't well, think there's anyway, any question. I I would uh, go back with that if you if you liked what you had. Uh, there are a lot of people who don't understand uh, passion vines in the first place. They're very pretty, and the flowers are are stunningly weird and spectacular and have a lot of um, imagery behind them, but they are host plants. And, and when the caterpillars come in and start stripping the plants, they say, oh, no, look, i got to spray. Don't spray. Those are beautiful butterflies in the making. And so there's a, there's a second life to these plants. They are wonderful host plants. And, yeah. uh, and, and so it's a wonderful story for children and oh, when they do bloom, they're, they're, yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. Well, maybe I might, I've got one on each side of the trellis. Maybe I'll go back one passion vine and the other one, the trumpet, <laughs> but it's going to cover it all completely for sure. It will so. cover it very much. And it's going to recreate another war of the world. So I, I think you go with one or the other. I, I don't know okay. that you want, you know, there, there are a lot of vines that you could use that would be fun. I, I like your passion vine idea and I don't want to argue with that one at all, but if you wanted something, you could have evergreen clematis. That would be unusual and very pretty. Uh, there are a lot of unusual vines. You had one of the one of the really nice ones because you had another reason for having it, and I love that reason. Right, right. Okay. Do you think five hours more from morning sun up till about you know one o'clock or something? That's about the amount of sun it's going to get. I know the passion vine would like more, but well, passion vine will do okay with that. Obviously, did or you wouldn't have been successful with it. Uh, trumpet creeper. Ah. That worries me a little bit now. I hadn't heard that. So, you know, you may have a really pretty green trumpet vine. <laughs> yeah. All, All this right, may not Neil. matter. All right. I appreciate your time. I'm glad you called. Good questions. Good questions. Arborological Services, the leaders in tree care, the best it gets. Got a call from, uh, yeah, an email from a founder, owner, Steve Hauser, very proudly saying, hey, we need to let you know that Miguel Pastanez, our, our tree climber, is now a 13-time state champion tree climber. And uh, Miguel will be representing them at the at the North American Tree Climbing Championship yet again. If you want that level of the best service you can get for your trees, just like I want for mine, the only people who will ever touch our trees, Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. They are fabulous. Arborological.com. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists, and they have three state Arborists of the Year. They are the best it gets. Arborological Services, arborological.com, 866-552-7267. 
100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. A number of people are willing to say they know what needs to be done to prevent school shootings. I'm Dennis Martin. From the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. In Irving, a major accident has completely closed the southbound Bush Turnpike, in that case Highway 161, between Walnut Hill Lane and Northgate Drive. And in Terrell, an accident's blocked the inside lane, the number one lane of westbound I-20 at FM 148. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today is going to be mostly sunny, warm, and breezy. The high should hit 96 or so. Tomorrow's Memorial Day. It'll be sunny, windy, and muggy with a high of 93. Right now, though, we're looking at 77 degrees in Dallas, 78 in Fort Worth. Speaking this morning to Fox News, Texas Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw says American schools don't have to be vulnerable to terrorists and madmen. What we need to do is harden schools in a very serious way. Um, you know, there's no reason that every school can't have an armed guard at it at all times. The, the school did not have the armed guard there. It was, it was off, he was off premise and then had to respond later. The Texas Department of Public Safety has criticized the Uvalde School District's police chief for dropping the active shooter designation during the event and declaring the problem at Robb Elementary only a barricaded suspect. The government's naming commission has released an official recommendation for the renaming of Fort Hood. It's decided Fort Hood's name should be changed to Fort Cavazos, to honor Richard Cavazos, the first Latino to become a four-star general in the Army. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP, 99.5 FMHD2, and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very much. This hour is sponsored by Baylor Scott & White Health. We are huge believers in Baylor Scott and White Health. It uh, is a, a great organization. They've gotten bigger and bigger in the years that I've been sponsoring, and uh, they are advertising for them, and, and uh, it's been with a great deal of pride and, and uh, uh, honor that I have uh, been allowed to do these mentions for them. They have asked me their... their uh, Creative people have asked me to spend some time in recent months uh, reaching out to you to reach out to them. It's time that we all say thank you to the frontline workers. You've heard Stuby uh, giving the rejoinders to that effect, and I'm going to do the same thing. These are the beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line. They've been that way for 27 months now. They have uh, had the hardest job of all. We owe each and every one of them a giant thank you for all that they've done during COVID to help us and to keep us well. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Words that just don't exist in their vocabulary. It's not easy to protect us from COVID. We've been pretty stubborn sometimes. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that we're a stubborn society? We see you gearing up every day showing up to do the hard work of keeping us well. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that we can show our appreciation to the front line. We need to get vaccinated. We need to get boosted. Wear our masks. I still wear my mask. We have masks hanging on the, on the, uh, on the, the steering wheel column, and we wear them. It's just important our grandchildren wear their masks, and that's not by our suggestion that's by their parents suggestions these are great ways to show our support for the frontline workers and for teachers not so much in school now it's out but you get the message say thank you to people who have gotten us through all of this won't you and especially right now to baylor scott and white frontline workers join me right now let's say thank you Mark Cuban here. Happy 100th anniversary, WBAP. Thanks for serving the DFW Metroplex. 
That's a nice message. I like that, and I like being here at the time that that is happening. I've had the the blessing in my radio career of working for uh, four legacy radio stations. That is just so cool. I, I couldn't. I, I grew up loving radio. We didn't have TV tolls in the eighth grade, and uh, grew up in College Station before it was much of a city, and uh, we didn't have a TV station until I was about the seventh grade, I think. And uh, no, it was later than that. And uh, so it's just really cool to be at this station when it turns 100. How fun. This is one of the stations I listen to in College Station. My eGardens newsletter is uh, available to you at absolutely no charge. Love to have you sign up for it. We have 80,000 subscribers. It is free, and it always will be free. It, uh, I will never spam you, and I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. So you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. I'll never send you anything that says, hey, since you subscribed to eGardens, I thought you'd like to know about this or that. I don't work that way. You get eGardens, and that's it. So uh, I've been asked many times to uh, to share my mailing list with people. No, don't don't do that. Sorry, just don't do that. eGardens is a a newsletter that is like an old fashioned garden section. There's always a featured plant each week. There is gardening this weekend, where I point out the most critical things that you need to do. I write that during early to midweek, and then I fine-tune it on Thursday, depending on what the weather is doing for that week and for the upcoming weekend. And then we also have a featured question of the week, which now has evolved into the Q&A section of eGardens. And uh, in that, I answer uh, 10 or 12 questions that gardeners have posed to me those of the widest general interest. So that's, and then a couple of other stories. That's what eGardens is all about. I enjoy doing it. I spend a day, day and a half, two days a week writing eGardens. I think you'll enjoy it. Remember, it's free, so that's a, but it's, there's a lot of information in it. It's at my website, which is also where you buy my book. You go to neilsperry.com and then click on the eGardens tab and you can see the most recent issue, and you can sign up to get it directly from my computer to your email. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you. Let's go back to the phones. We go to Bob in Waco. I have a line open, by the way, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Bob is in Waco. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Neil. How can I help you? Uh, you may have touched on this with one of your callers a few minutes ago. I caught the tail end of it. Uh, we planted a, uh, a Mexican sycamore about five or six years ago. And about a year and a half later, it died, and the people at the nursery said they thought it was a fungal issue. But we really, we really liked that tree and wanted to try it again, so we... Got another one, beautiful tree, put it back in the same hole, and it's trying to die now. So would you think, would you avoid doing that again in the same hole, or just do you think we should just get a a different tree? I don't know. What what do you think has gone wrong? Do you have any idea? Well, like I say, they the nursery people said they thought it was a fungal issue on the first one. And uh so we put the fungicide out and it didn't do any good and it finally it finally succumbed and then we like I say, we put another one back in the same hole and it was doing great. It's been in there about a year and a half now and uh, it was doing really well even earlier part of this spring and uh uh, and it just overnight just lost all of its leaves. I don't know if it's totally dead. It still has some suckers down at the bottom that are doing pretty well. But uh, are you familiar? Are you pretty familiar with Mexican sycamores? You not not at all. I have not grown it. I was just looking up its hardiness zone, 
and it is listed as Zone 8. Uh, here is something from uh, University of Florida said uh, uh, the tree's cold hardiness is not well defined. It may be hardy to Zone 8. So. Well, I don't think it's a cold issue. Like I say, earlier this spring, it came out and was looking good. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm just. I was curious about that. I just yeah. need some more clues because I have not grown the tree, so I. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anytime some. I. I will tell you this. Anytime somebody comes to me with something labeled as Mexican, Mexican plum being the exception. Uh, I get kind of worried because a lot of the plants that have come from northern Mexico into the United States are um, are suspect for winter hardiness. Uh, the um, Mexican white oak, as an example, uh, everybody has been so excited about, and it, it froze on me in 1978, and then it's had a resurgence of interest, and then it they were lost even as far south as the Gulf Coast and south of San Antonio in 2021. People lost big trees. And, of course, we lost live oaks in the Dallas area, so go figure that. But uh, I I just – now here's a, another listing. Who is this? This is Gurney's Seed. I, I don't put much stock in that. Um, so – that's a good company, but I don't know that they're going to know Mexican sycamores. They they listed Zone Four, which is Canada. Grumble, grumble. Um, so I I don't know. I don't know how to help you. Uh, I'm, I'll get off the winter stuff then and, and go to it. You're going to have to give me some clues as to how they died. I probably would not go back with the same tree if I'd lost, if I'd been down two strikes and I'm out. Um, yeah. Is there a reason you want that particular tree? You like just really like the looks of it? Well, we do. Uh, both my my son and my daughter uh, have one at their house, and, they, and they're doing just fine. You know, and, and they're maybe they? a couple of miles. You know, we're in the same basic general vicinity. Okay. But, uh, you know, yeah, do you I think am, the, the hole could be contaminated somehow? No, I don't think so, and I would doubt that it would be. Uh, I would doubt that it would be an issue with uh, a fungus showing up that quickly. That that doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, so I just looked up. It's uh, uh, there. There are references made to it in Aggie horticulture by the Central Texas uh, gardeners. Um, so you know, it's it's not unheard of. It's just not something I have grown. I do see it in some of the central Texas things. It's a fast-growing tree, which is not not a good thing usually. Native to central and northeastern Mexico, I I can't help you any more than just sending you to the uh, to the internet to do your own search. But okay. uh, I would probably use another type of tree, or I would find another planting site for it. Uh, without knowing anything about the the hole, the spot that you have it in, whether it has a sinkhole beneath it that's full of water i i just don't know i i can't help you i need more clues when a plant dies you you know it's like saying my dog died i bought another dog and the dog died Uh, should i buy another dog well let's figure out what happened to the dog and uh so at that point i've got the same problem with the mexican sycamore the problem is i know something about dogs i don't know anything about this tree i know sycamores yeah sycamores in general terms are uh, trees that are a little bit suspect. Now, I pointed out one to my wife this morning. I have vertigo pretty badly, and she brought me to the office to broadcast, and uh, today was kind of a rough day for starters. And, and I said, look at the sycamore. It's a it's an American sycamore, and, and it's huge. They're beautiful trees, but then when anthracnose hits them, they're just, and it can hit so fast that we normally don't, don't recommend them much. But I'll, I'm going to let you do the research, and I'll also try to do the same thing. Okay. It's the well, best I have, and it was not anything I'm very proud of. So anyway, good deal. I'll try to have, uh, you know, if you want to give me a little while, I'll see what I can find and, and try to help. Appreciate your call very much. Thank you. Uh, let me go to Kenny in Fort Worth, and let's see if I can help Kenny. I think I can probably. Kenny, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, my, my question is I have three crepe myrtles. They're about 11 feet apart planted. 
and one of them, the leaves are starting to turn already as if it's going into winter. And I don't understand why. All right. These were planted this year? No, they've been planted now about eight years, and they've been doing pretty good. All right. Uh, so you say they're turning like they're going into winter. In other words, they're turning colors? Right. The leaves are turning colors, and, and you know, they're shriveling up like they're ready to fall off. That's only on one All right. tree. All right, how did that tree look last year? It looked good last year. It took a while for the flowering to come out, but outside of that, it did real well. How much new growth did it put on last year? Oh, it did put on some, I would think, maybe six inches, I would guess. Kenny, the reason I'm asking, and and you're welcome to look around town uh, to, to see, uh, crepe myrtles were hurt. There are about 150 varieties of crepe myrtles. I work very actively with the crepe myrtle trails of McKinney, and uh, we have uh, a park in McKinney where we are establishing all of the known varieties side by side. And also on some of our medians, we have the crepe myrtle trails where we have about oh, 10 or 15,000 crepe myrtles planted. And so I've, I've been watching crepe myrtles very intensely for 20 three years now, uh, crepe myrtles were hurt very badly by the cold of February uh, 2021. Um, some some were, many were not. But of the ones that were hurt, some of them were very slow to leaf out last year. Some, like the variety Tuscarora, had about, oh, a third of their normal leaves. People who looked at them might have left them thinking, well, that's just slow to grow. And... Um, uh, they, they did not prune them back dramatically, which I'll explain in just a minute. Uh, other, other plants were hurt even worse. Some were killed completely to the ground and had to be cut off at the ground, and, and then they started to regrow from the ground. We had some at our park that we cut to the ground, and by September they were 8 or 10 feet tall. They came back that vigorously. That's what we recommend uh, when you have one that has serious damage. Um, and there were a few that were killed. They, they were hurt so badly by the cold that they just didn't come back. Uh, when you have one that turns the color that you're talking about, that usually tells me that there's something wrong in the, in the stem, uh, the trunks of the plant. It's not getting the nutrients to the, to the leaves. And at, at this time, owing to the, the cold damage that we had, that's my first guess is that it probably is, is struggling from cold damage left over from 18 months ago, uh, 17 months ago, uh, is it seven, whatever it is, uh, 12 and, and 4 or 5. So uh, that would be my guess would be that you have some cold damage. Are you seeing a lot of new growth down around the, the bottom of that plant? No, not at all. All right. Well, it may have been hurt very badly then by the cold. If I had just, I don't have any way to get one since Facebook doesn't work very well for me anymore. They've changed their algorithm so much that, that I can't see people's photos anymore. I can't find them. But um, if I could see it in, in a heartbeat, I could say, yeah, that's freeze damage. Um, but that's exactly what I see on crepe myrtles that have been hurt by the cold is they, they are showing uh, premature fall color. The, there's not much new growth. They're lethargic in blooming. They may not bloom very well. The, he, the heads are small and late. Um, that's just a wild-eyed guess without seeing it. That yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah. I, mean, I have one of them that's doing really great. I mean, the, the white flowering is out already. Uh, it's full. We were sitting under it this morning. Is the, yeah. is the one that is not doing well also white? No, is a lavender color. All right, and that may be Muscogee. Muscogee is another one. There are five that are, are commonly hurt. Muscogee, uh, Natchez, which is a white. You may have another white, or maybe you have a Natchez that wasn't hurt as much. Most Natchez came through better than usual last year. So Muscogee, Natchez, Tuscarora, Sioux, S-I-O-U-X, and an old one called Country Red. Those are five that we can just count on having freeze damage if it gets cold. There were a few others that also had damage last year, but those five are the are the ones that we have pulled back, and we we recommend not planting in the quantity that 
that uh, we used to. And the problem is they grow quickly, and so growers like them. They'll, they'll produce them. And then we say, well, that's great, nice that they grow for you, but we don't want them because they, they die in the landscape, die back. So anyway, I hope that helps. I hope I, I hope I got it right for you. And if you ended up losing it, I would replant with, uh, with another variety. It's really important to know what variety you have so if this happens, you can go back with something else. Do you think those? Um, do you think a large tree spike that they have that you put in the ground would help it out, give it some nutrients? This is not a nutritional thing. I'm not an advocate of tree spikes in the first place, because it puts all of the fertilizer right there. That's like uh, one time a week you're going to eat a 5,000 calorie meal. I say, man, I can't eat that much, and and to have to go the rest of the week with nothing. I can't do it that way. Well, that's what you're asking the tree to do. And secondly, this is not about nutrition. This is about healing freeze injury. If you have frostbite, how much good is a big meal going to do you? No good at all. Yeah, you got it. I think, you know, what it may come to, Kenny, is you may end up having to replace it. And what I would do is get into a garden center and find a really beautiful crepe myrtle that you love and, and let that be your replacement plant and, and just make sure it doesn't 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 look uh, lavender, <laughs> and that way you'll avoid the problem. I'll tell you that <laughs> okay. the pretty the prettiest crepe myrtles and my favorite of all. I'll just tell you right now, my favorite of all is Catawba, C A T A W B A. It is a uh, it is a medium purple, and that thing is gorgeous. It's just beautiful. It's my favorite of all. Bloom four times a summer for you. Don't ever top it. And it'll bloom four times a summer for you. It's just beautiful. I got to run. I'm way behind, but I hope that helps. Thanks for the call. All right, Donna in North Richland Hills, you'll be coming up in just a second. Stay with me, please. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I have uh, Catawba in there. There's a lot of the varieties photographed uh, with names on them, so you can see them. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, only $32.95 available to you while I have fifth printing books available. Once they sell out, Price goes to $38.95 for the sixth printing. So don't delay. Get your copy right away. The book has uh, 840 photographs. It has uh, uh, 344 pages printed in San Antonio on high-quality paper. It is a hardback. It is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. It's available from my office or my website. Those are the things you need to remember. I sign every copy as it sells, and your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll give you every penny back. Uh, Of the 75,000 copies sold to date, not one request for refund. Here are the two ways you can get it. Uh, Oh, by the way, in, in its 11 chapters, it covers every aspect of outdoor lawns, landscape, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening in incredible detail. And it is written for every county in Texas, southern Oklahoma. Now, the two ways you can get it, go to my website or call my office Tuesday through Saturday this week, uh, uh, Friday this week, 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. I'll have a signed copy for you, but only after you buy it. And that's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. The other way, the better way, is to order from my website at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual, it's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the best it gets. I've advertised for them a long time. Four years ago, they put a roof on our house, and it's a great roof. If you are fearful that the spring storms have taken a toll on your roof, or maybe just old age of the roof has taken a toll on your roof, then you need to have Wortham Brothers come out and do their free roof inspection. They will go up on the roof and uh, take photos of whatever they find there. They will show them to you. 
They'll take photos with your phone if you prefer and show them to you and uh, discuss with you exactly what uh, uh, they they uncover. Uh, in our case, they found that we had had a hailstorm. We were not sure. And they said, you have significant damage, and you also have damage to the valleys and to the flashing and to the gutters. And so we needed to contact our insurance agent, which we did. And with the settlement money that we had, we were able to get an impact-resistant roof that saved us a bunch month by month on our insurance bill and also uh, continuous ridge vents. We upgraded and paid the extra charge uh, so that we could uh, have the uh, the continuous ridge vents, and they have really saved on our summertime uh, heat, uh, cooling bills. These folks know roofs. They're veterans. 100,000 roofs installed. Second-generation family business opened in 1986. That is a great legacy company. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, serving all of North Central Texas at 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very, very much. Let's go back to the phones. Donna in North Richland Hills. This is Neil. Good morning. Hi, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How can I help you? Thank you so much for taking my call. I am a new gardener. I um, I seem to do really well with flowers, um, but I also dug up a huge 250 square foot in my backyard, and um, so many things are going great. Donna, I'm gonna have. I, I need to hear your lettuce question. I have less than a minute. Go ahead with it. Yeah, so I have lettuce issues, and it seems like they're rotting at the bottom. Uh, they were producing, but now they're just... Well, it's awfully late for lettuce. It's so hot now. It would be bitter if, if you had any. Uh, you need to plant lettuce in late February. Did you plant it then? It needs to be leaf lettuce, totally leaf lettuce. I did. I planted it in late February. All right, that's good, and it needs to be uh, totally leaf lettuce and, and uh, get it out of there before it turns out. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was this late in the program. Happy gardening, everybody.